Good morning, everyone. Welcome to God's gift, where we desire that every human being lives life complete. So on today's segment, I'm going to come to you with a series talking about different things that block our intimacy with God. And the first thing that I'm going to talk to you about is how trauma blocks intimacy with God. So in this series, I'm going to start off just this podcast explaining what is trauma and why, why, why is it so important when we're talking about intimacy with God? And that's what we're going to talk about for this for today's segment. Before I can talk to you about how trauma blocks our intimacy with God, I have to give you a working definition and define trauma. So my working definition for trauma is any situation, circumstance, event, or experience that leaves a negative imprint on the human functioning, whether that is mentally, physically, emotionally, or spiritually. And I like to include socially as well, just because uh, trauma does impact our interactions with others. So now that you have my working definition of trauma, I also want to put a disclaimer and say trauma can also be a product of your environment, your family family cycles and generational cycles. And it also can even be a part of um, just how what population you belong to. So all of those things are definitely factors um, that really talk about things outside of my definition. So if we're talking about trauma in the environment, um, it could be how a certain city or certain population is full of a certain type of trauma, whether that is um, physical, whether that is physical assault or physical abuse, um, or even if it's poverty. Poverty is also a condition of trauma um, and it affects the environment. So that's another example for you. So because trauma is defined as any negative imprint, um, we can break trauma down into two categories. We can break it down into small trauma and big trauma. And trauma, when I say small trauma, I'm saying things that are like, that don't have an extreme impact, that don't leave an imprint. So if you if you hit your hand on the stairs, that would be something I would consider small trauma because it doesn't leave a negative imprint on your soul. Like you, when the next time you go to the stairs, you're not going to be like, oh my gosh, I'm so scared that I'm going to hit my hand again. But for a big trauma, it's something that leaves a long lasting impact. So that could be anything from high impact, meaning being raped, being sexually abused, being uh, physically abused and neglect, and even going down into like natural disasters, genocide, uh, deportation. Those are all things I would consider big traumas. And it varies per person. So just because one event may be small to one person, it can have a totally different effect on another person. So I'm going to give you an example so that you can actually register this in your mind. Let's say there are two children sitting in a classroom and both are talking and playing in class and the teacher becomes frustrated and upset that they begin to yell and walk up on the students to correct them. Whereas one student may feel that nothing is wrong. They know that they were in a wrong for talking and playing in class and they sit and become quiet. 
where the other student becomes very aggressive and very fearful at the same time, as if shaking and trembling at the desk, almost in a way to either run or to either fight. This is a simple example of how someone can experience the same or be in the same traumatic event. And one feels that it's a small trauma, like, oh, it's, it, it affected them, but it wasn't that bad. Whereas the other child may be very uptight and see it as a big trauma, whether that is a sign of just disrespect for that student, or even if it's a sign of fear from being physically harmed. That is just one example, a simple example of how someone could experience the same trauma, but not see it in the same light. And then I'll give you another example to express that even the way we experience trauma is totally different. So say you have two individuals that are driving in a car. And for some reason, at some point of time, they got into a really bad car accident and they cannot get out of the car. They're trapped in the car. They're waiting on a fire truck or an ambulance to come and to get them out. They're waiting on help. Whereas one person, and it's all dictated on how you how you actually responded to trauma in your childhood. So for one person, they may become numb and fearful and freeze because they're in shock of what type of event they're in and their brain cannot fully function and understand what's going on because of the fear that arose in them. So they genuinely just freeze when they're in a traumatic experience. And it it's derived of how they probably have acted in childhood. That's an assumption. But let's say the other individual becomes very panicked and wants to start hitting and banging things to try to bust the window open because he he has an adrenaline rush because he just wants to get out of the car and wants to be safe. That is also another example how two people can be in a, a, the same traumatic experience and experience the trauma and react to the trauma and respond to the trauma very differently whereas one wants to fight and the other freezes out of fear so these are just a few examples of how um, trauma we can experience trauma in a different way and how some of us could be in a can see one traumatic event as small trauma and the other person sees it as big trauma and then to just even make the defining and the definition of trauma even more simple We break it down into four different categories. So we go emotional, which is which is literally your emotions. We go physical, which is it it requires or talks about the body as well as your environment. Um, Mental, which focus on your mind, your thoughts, your belief and perceptions. And then we go spiritual. Um, and when I talk about spiritual, I'm talking about not only um, your connection to God, but how you see, how you view God, how you even see and view religion um, is all dictated on certain traumas that you may experience, may have experienced throughout your life. Now that I've introduced you to my general definition of trauma, I want to talk to you about childhood trauma, which has its own verbiage and term. So childhood trauma in the educational arena is called ACEs, which means adverse childhood experiences. It refers to a study done in 1998 by Kaiser Permanente. So what ACEs is, is any traumatic experience that has occurred in an individual's life before the age of 18. And he breaks his actual, he breaks his study into the types of trauma. 
Um, and the, there are 10 types of trauma. So there's emotional abuse, physical abuse, sexual abuse. If the mother was treated violently, there's household substance abuse, mental illness in the household, parental separation or divorce. There's criminal household members. So anyone that is in prison in the household. And then you also have emotional neglect and physical neglect. So these are just the 10 that he has coined. But over the years, since his study was done in 1998, over the years, there has been more research that has come out that include things such as poverty, genocide, being bullied, cyberbullying. These are just a few of the new terms that have come out. There's a full list of like 27 or possibly even more now. But really, it's so funny, you guys. Like Kaiser Permanente's study that he conducted in 1998 had nothing to do with trauma. It was all focused on obesity. And his current population for his study were middle class white Americans. That was it. Like everything that came out of his study, his his whole research experiment turned left and led him to something that was golden because he termed something that had not been talked about, had not been really researched in his era. And it was amazing. Like it is something that I use and I go back to daily because of just how like just my own beliefs of how trauma is formed and where trauma is rooted in. So since trauma, for me, my belief is that trauma is rooted in your childhood experiences. And then as you, if they're not addressed while you are a child, it turns into chronic trauma because you carry all of that pain, all of those wounds into your adult years. Like that is really why I admire this study and the work that is done. So just to give you a like a quick tip all of those 10 categories that I've given you if you've experienced one of those events throughout your lifetime before the age of 18 you would score at least a one on the ACEs questionnaire so majority of the population has has scored at least or had experienced at least one traumatic experience before the age of 18. But there's an even larger percentage of the of the population has experienced at least four traumatic experiences before the age of 18. And that number is continuously growing. And that number does change and shift depending on your race, your socioeconomic class, as well as even where you live. So if you live in the suburbs compared to the city, there they are seeing some drastic changes, some drastic shifts in the numbers of traumatic experiences that children face before the age of 18. Now just imagine, I've given you just a small glimpse of what childhood trauma is, but there are there are even more details and more ramifications and impacts that occur when you score a a four on that ACES questionnaire. So I'm not going to go into like all of the the details of some of the impacts, but I will give you, I'll give you the top five that come to my head. So for me, when you have a score of uh, four or more on the ACEs questionnaire, your five times negative ways to cope in that circumstance. So those coping strategies could look like alcohol, uh, risky sexual behaviors, smoking, um, 
even cutting and suicidal tendencies and depression all are coined under that that little bubble when you reach a four or higher on the ACEs score. But even going further than that, like if that trauma is not addressed, then it is suggested that your life expectancy will be cut 20 years earlier than your counterparts that experience less trauma. Now, do I believe that that is true in some circumstances? Yes. And I'll say why I believe it's true. So for me, if I've experienced four or more traumatic experiences and those experiences have not been dealt with, if they have not been addressed, not not at all. Like I experienced it when I was five, six and 10, but now I'm 54 and I'm wondering why do I have liver disease? Why am I always depressed? Why am I still smoking and I can't figure out why I'm smoking or what the initial reason was? Or even like I can't figure out why I've engaged in so much risky sex or risky behaviors. I... I'm more likely to put myself in danger and not live a healthy lifestyle to to ensure that I have I live a full long life. So this is just this is just one example and I can go in and tell you all in the next podcast just my story and I'll be completely honest my A score is very high um but I started to notice how even then and I'm I'm still learning this in the process. But since your trauma is stored in your body, like, did y'all know that trauma is stored in your body? Um, if you never are able to process, release and really, truly heal from that trauma, then you carry that trauma with you. So every year or every time you go through a traumatic experience, you're you're supposed to be able to heal and release that traumatic experience through a physical outlet through an emotional outlet, through a mental aspect, as well as a spiritual aspect. And most of us don't even get the little glimpse of education on whether or not, like even how do we release these traumatic experiences within our body? Because for example, if I was abused as a child and no one ever helped me get through that, Every time I walk around people, I'm putting myself back into survivor mode because I'm fearful that someone else will hurt me and harm me. So now every time I'm around somebody, my body is naturally reacting in fear, causing my heart to race, causing my mind to shut down, causing me to feel very clammed. And whether or not I froze or I fought in that situation, that's going to be what I do every time. So if I'm in the situation where I feel fearful because I was abused as a child, I'm literally going to fight my way out because as a child, that's what I did was fight. But if I was abused at home and as a child, I froze and I stood and I became numb, I'm going to freeze every time I'm in potential danger or every time my mind triggers me to say, hey, I'm in danger, my body will react. So it is such a it's such a vast amount of um, of information about how your tra- your childhood trauma, as well as trauma in general, not only is it stored in the body, but it also affects your mental physical, social, and spiritual functioning as a human being. It is so essential that you all learn these things because there's a lot of, there's just a lot of things that have happened to me in my life that I had to go back and say, Hey, like, 
what's going on with me right now? Why am I, why am I angry every time around this year? Why am I fearful every time around this year? And why don't I feel comfortable around this person or that type of person? And when I started to uncover those layers, I started to understand that how every, every part of my, every part of my life was formed by a traumatic experience. And I lived out that trauma for 25 years of my life. So once again, childhood trauma is just like, it's an amazing phenomenon to think of because although we've grown as a, into adulthood or to young adults or like older adults, elders, um, we all still have some type of trauma that we need to heal from in those aspects on all levels. So now that I've given you my definition of what trauma is and explained certain categories of trauma and how it can be broken down, I want you all to let me know what does, what do you define trauma as? Um, is it, and then also let me know in the, in the drop box or just in the chat or feel free to email me like, even, even though I've explained like just the defining portion of trauma, like how do you see others around you define it? Or is it something that goes unseen, untalked about, unknown? And when people talk about it, they're ostracized or rejected by the community. Let me know what your thoughts are on that. Well, that concludes this segment of God's gift. Thank you all for tuning in.